Good morning, my friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair podcast on this Friday. I always love to get to Friday. Our chapter today journey brings us to Psalm, the 24th chapter. And I pulled out verses 3 through 4b. It says, Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord, and who shall stand in his holy place? Those who have clean hands and pure hearts, who do not lift up their souls to what is false. Now, the further I get in my life journey, the more I've come to understand that the black and white behavioral rules of the most strictly religious groups are really about social control, in which an institution or group exercise authority over the individuals. The goal and benefit is a sense of corporate order, some collective security, a sense of control. Within this type of system, the individual's role is simple. It's strict obedience to the group's behavioral rules, both those that are written and those that are insidiously unwritten but understood. This is all done under the threat of being publicly shamed, being socially ostracized from the group, if you don't obey. This type of system exists as religious fundamentalist sects and denominations, fraternal organizations, gangs, cults, secret societies, and the systemic equivalent can even exist in businesses, corporations, sports teams, community organizations, you name it. Systems like this have existed throughout history, and they continue to this day. It is this type of system with which Jesus conflicted in the temple. When, when he overturned the money changers' temples and railed against the temple's religious cabal, it was this conflict that led them to treat Jesus as a threat, to be ostracized and executed. It is the same system out of which Paul transitioned to becoming a follower. Now, please don't hear what I'm not saying. It doesn't really matter which system we're talking about. They all operate the same way and follow the same basic systemic rules. Now, the problem with this type of system is that it chains the individual to the group rather than freeing the individual from self. Behavior modification is not about spiritual health, but social order. The individual tries to control behaviors rather than be spiritually transformed. Paul recognized that all the behavioral rules of the system only created more rule breakers sneaking around in the dark, breaking the rules and trying not to get caught. Scholars believe that today's psalm was a song of David that he wrote to be sung by the people as they entered God's temple in Jerusalem. Now, if you read it and you imagine as you're reading it, the Hebrews carrying the Ark of the Covenant cue Raiders of the Lost Ark thing, and as they're bringing the Ark of the Covenant into the temple, they're singing the words to Psalm 24. If you imagine that, you'll get the gist. The psalm starts by asking the question, who can ascend the hill of the Lord? And that refers to Zion, the hill on which the temple would be built. And then asks, who can stand in his holy place? And that would refer to the holy place within the temple as designed and prescribed through Moses, as we learned about in our journey through the book of Exodus. The lyric of the song then describes who may do these things. And the description is that of a basically good person. But here's where the translation from the original language, which was Hebrew to English, can make a huge difference. In verse 4, the English phrase, do not lift up their souls, 
has an original Hebrew physiological imagery that references the throat. And some scholars argue that the word picture here is more like that of nursing an appetite. And the Hebrew word translated false is rooted in the idea of something that's empty or vain. So really, those who do not lift up their souls to that which is false is really about those who don't nurse their appetites for things that are empty. So in the quiet this morning, that's what really struck me. Now, what I've learned along my journey is that all the religious and systemic rule-keeping does not address the real issues of spirit that lead to transformation. Keeping the rules so as to appease my church leaders or my parents or my college or my pastors or my teachers or my peer group in the attempt to avoid being shamed and ostracized, that didn't transform my soul. What really led to transformation for me was when I realized that all of my human appetites were good. They were created within me by God. Paul realized it too when he said, look, nothing is unlawful for me. It's just that some things aren't beneficial. My appetite for food and for drink and for pleasure, for rest, for sex, for, for relationship, for security, for peace, for affirmation, all of them are good. They're part of what God created in me. It's when I nurse my appetite, any one of them, and indulge my good and healthy appetites in empty and unhealthy ways that I really hurt myself. And then I bring the unhealthy results of my hurt self to every relationship and every system in which I am a part. You see, it's not about me behaving for acceptance in a system. It's about, it's about me being the person, the true and healthy self God created me to be. It's about what Jesus said when he told his followers, basically, nurse your appetites for the things above, for the things of God, for the things of his spirit, and not for all the empty indulgences of this earth, including safety and acceptance within a human system. So how can I love my neighbor as myself if my unhealthy indulgence of natural appetites is leading to my continual self-injury and the disruption of my relationships, my work, my family, and my life? What appetite am I going to nurse today? That's the question that I'm asking myself as I head into the weekend. So have a great weekend, my friend. We will see you back here on our chapter day journey on Monday. In the meantime, Stay tuned also for Wayfair Weekend Podcast, either tomorrow or Sunday. Take care.